if you don't have a great listening presentation, I like to say a powerful, a, a can't lose listing presentation. If you don't have the confidence in yourself and having that skill set, then real estate's not very fun. You don't want to prospect. You don't want to say to somebody that says, hey, Jordan, you know, or we're, we're probably going to end up going with, you know, Johnny Bravo over here. You know, we kind of promised it to him. If you don't have a great presentation yourself, you're not going to say, well, interview me. Let me show you what I do different. You know, the job of a realtor is to maximize the exposure of the home to get as many people as possible. And then who you have the most confidence in, in negotiating on your behalf and getting the buyer to make the commitment to buy your home. Who do you have the most confidence in? Just meet with me. Give me 30 minutes. Things like that. If you don't have confidence in yourself and right. your presentation, you're not even going to ask for that. And then real estate just kind of sucks. It's deal to deal. It's not a very fun, uh, predictable business. So the question is this. How do most agents succeed in today's competitive real estate market when all the successful agents are keeping the secrets to themselves? So that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I interview agents from all over the world. I ask them their tactics, and they share all of their secrets with me so we can give them to the world. I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Rockstars, welcome back. Today, we have Jordan Cohen with us, who is the six-time number one REMAX agent worldwide. He does over $300 million in annual sales and recently released a book on the secret strategies to win listings and make your fortune selling real estate. So Jordan, thank you for joining us today. I'm honored. So, you know, Shelby, Aaron, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a huge podcast and a huge opportunity for me. So I'm, I'm forever grateful for the invite to be on your podcast. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. Dude, we are so excited to have you, especially since we were just chatting before we hit record and you mentioned that you are not a team leader. You're not a coach. You're tech unsavvy and you sell 300 million every year. Like that just completely blows my mind. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm a complete individual. I have two assistants that help me with, uh, you know, tech, technology, you know, contracts and paperwork, sit at inspections and things like that. But I do all the important stuff. I do all the sales, all the negotiation, and all the marketing. So yeah, I don't have a teammate or a partner or a group or anything like that. It's all by myself. Oh my gosh, I have to know. Okay, so so you mentioned in the bio, it stated that you have been in real estate for 30 plus years. Yeah. Which is okay, and you're you're doing luxury, yes. So okay. I've been doing it for yeah. 33 years, but mm -hmm. I, I wasn't always in the luxury game. So I started. That was my question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first seven years in the business, I started in entry level. So I literally started off, my average sales price was under 200000 uh, And then after about seven years, I got referred to my first professional athlete who uh, was really the first time I'd ever even been in a million dollar home. And it was a whole different county, whole different city, all that kind of stuff. So when I went out to this new city and this new county, and met all the realtors that were selling million dollar homes, I was a little intimidated at first because you got to remember this was before the internet. So it was kind of before I had ever, uh, you, you didn't never met these realtors before. Never even saw photos of them except for in the newspaper. Sure. So when I met them, I, I thought they were all super cool, but I, I had enough confidence in myself and my listing presentation and marketing that I'd be able to compete. So after I did that first million dollar deal, I literally packed up my family and moved to a whole new town and started over. And then Dude. it's been a good run ever since. Dude, I'm, I'm so curious. So you had that first, you had a referral. 
that brought you into that million dollar world? And then how, when you moved your family, you picked up and moved, how did you build your business from there? Um, so literally I started all over, right? I, I gave up what at the time was a successful business. I was making a great living and I was selling a lot of homes. I was doing a lot of expires and geographical farming in a city called Canoga Park. Again, the average sales price was around 200,000 at the time. Uh, but I was armed with what I feel is the most important strategy, the most important skill set a real estate agent can have, which is a powerful, dynamic listing presentation. I think you need the ability to interview against other realtors in a competitive situation and have the skill set to compete and win. So I was armed with that. So then when I moved, I had confidence in myself. So when I moved to Westlake and started over, I didn't know anybody. And then I kind of picked the geographical farm. And I started from scratch uh, with the cold calling and the hardcore prospecting, but mainly geographical farming. I still believe in that. I think that's how you build a uh, longevity in the industry. Dude, totally. So when you say the geographical farming, were you like door knock knocking like million dollar neighborhoods? Like you mentioned cold calling, but like, what is that? Can you walk me through what it looks like if it's any different? Because, okay, some background. I closed my first year, my average sales price was $155,000. I've sold many $30,000, $40,000. So I'm like, I'm slumming it. Help me understand <laughs> what it looks like to build that business within this other space. That's a great question. So, so you know, it's, it's awesome. So, yeah. I, I kind of do things a little different. I don't want to say any, you know, corny bullshit kind of stuff and say I did this and that and the other one I didn't. So I'll tell you exactly what I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the, foot, the roadmap of what I did. So Perfect. I don't like the door knock. I hate it. I tried it when I first started. I felt very uncomfortable interrupting lunches and dinners. And I felt like a car salesman or a vacuum cleaner sales guy. I know that's different than what a lot of realtors do. And I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying it's not a great way to meet people. I'm just saying it wasn't a good fit for me. So I didn't want to, again, interrupt somebody with their crying baby having lunch and, you know, handing sure. them a notepad. I do a lot of things different. I always try to kind of think outside of the box, right? So a lot of unique, special stuff that I, I do different than everybody else. Um, so what I did when I first started, again, this was before the internet. It was before social media. So I picked my geographical farm. And once you pick a geographical farm, what I did was I figured out what all my competitors were doing, all my colleagues that were I was farming against. And I tried to gather, I sold that one big home. So I asked him to give me what the other agents were mailing and what they were sending out. And then I took all that stuff Smart. and I elevated it to a whole nother level. I, I met with my printer and I wanted better card stuff, better photos. And then I came up with the idea at that time to try to be different than everybody. I don't put my picture on anything. I don't put my picture on, on any mailer, or any cards or any print marketing because I wanted to use that kind of uh, language to be able to say, you know, it's not about me, it's about the house. So everything I do is going to be to get exposure of your home and get attention on your home. So I wanted to kind of build my brand. I think before that term was even, you know, in play, I want, yeah, I want to <laughs> yeah. build it in a very professional way. Right. So, and, and I, so I kind of came up with a, like my little logo and then I started my, my brand that way. And then I elevated it. And I took it to a whole new level of where I wanted people that would open my stuff to go, wow, who's this guy? Yeah. What's this guy sending out? And then the most unique piece I did that really kind of catapulted me was I took, I wrote a long introduction letter. 
And I remember when I did this, my broker, I showed it to him to read it. He goes, oh, this is terrible. No one's going to read such a long thing. But it was kind of an abbreviated version of my listing presentation. I wanted to say, I'm the new guy in town. It's going to be very aggressive. I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm excited for the opportunity to, and, and I never say list with me. I never do anything where I say list with Jordan Goods. Every It's always about interview me. Interview me for the opportunity to work for you. Another thing, I, I never say work with you. I always say work for you. So I put my mm -hmm. ego hat uh, behind me and I always say, so, the, you know, things like that. And then what I did on those mailers was I printed each one out individually. I bought the best linen um, paper I could find, the best envelopes I could find. And I had a young kid handwrite that had great writing, handwrite each one. And I mailed each one with a first class stamp. And then I hmm. printed each one individually. So it was addressed to every homeowner, Mr. Johnson, a little bit about me. And then I attached comps, but it said recent comps and closed on the envelope. But it was very, uh, you could read the comps very easy. It didn't say LPSQ, it said listing price per square foot. And then I mailed that out. And my goal was to have each and every homeowner that opened that feel that it was just for them. It wasn't a bulk mail. Like it was personally addressed to them. I hand signed each one. Yeah. And that was a big trigger for me. So I got three listing interviews from that. I won all three. And then I was off and running. So that, I hope that answered your question. I kept that, talking. I had a big that, uh, coffee. So I'm answered. like, I'm rolling. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. We, well, we, there's so many people that won't actually get into the detail. That they'll say like, the oh, details. I did this. And what, what our listeners need is they need the tactics. They need the steps. They need, because, and what you just shared are people that now some of the people can go try that. So when you're talking geographic area, it could be a zip code. It could be a neighborhood, but you're saying like, Hey, I want to hold in that HOA over there or in that gated community or in this zip code. Like I just want to do houses in, in that neighborhood. So that's your geographic farming. Yep. And then you're like, so now you get a list of that geographic farming. So you got three, three listing appointments that you got from back um, then. Now, part of it yep. was, it didn't look like junk mail when people got it. They said, Jordan did this for us. And he wrote us a letter and he saw what was inside it. We know that like a postcard then is, is, you know, a little bit less likely to get read than if somebody writes, if there's a handwritten address on it, I'm always confused and I'm always going to open it and see what's next. And so, and as they got that, you know, I like that idea on the outside of the envelope was like, you know, comparable sales attached. Same. So okay. then they're like, oh, there's something in here for me. It's not just addressed to me, but he's looking. And then they're like, oh, these comparable sales are in my neighborhood. And probably at a time when tech was harder. So I love how you broke that down. And even the simpler idea of like, you know, that everybody can do is go figure out what your competition is doing. That's something yes. that probably a lot of us like think about, we talk about, but how many people are doing that? We're going and grabbing the postcards, looking at what your competition is doing and saying, what can I do? It's different. Oh, I, you're in a place where, you know, in, you know, where there's a lot of, there's a lot of famous people, these high end markets, right? Somebody putting their ego to the side is totally. not normal. So you're saying, I'm not going to do a picture of me and my work and the words you're going to use is let me work for you instead of work with me. Agents that are listening, that have written letters or doing postcards, how many say, give me a chance? How many say, come work with me? When you can do that like small little change of let me work for you. And then they're getting to see, I'm, I'm the new guy. I'm going to work so hard for you. I, I, I say that every day. Aaron, I say that every day. Whenever I text somebody, even a thank you, I say, man, thank you for, again for the opportunity to work for you. I look forward to working for you. Thanks for the opportunity to interview for you, you know, or interview with you for the opportunity to work for you. So, I, yeah, I say that all the time. I uh, 
I, again, I, I try to do every, every other realtor was sending out those kind of, uh, you know, the typical real estate photos or the really bad ones where they're holding a phone or a dog or something like corny <laughs> like that. So I said, you know, I'm not going to send any photo. I'm going to try to make it real professional. And, and kind of the, going back to your question about the door knocking, I also like in my mind think when the day comes that a doctor, like a real professional doctor, goes knocking on doors asking if he could, you know, perform surgery, that's when I'll do it. Like I wanted to try to make it a very professional, at least mm -hmm. my, my my look or whatever, my wanted, even though I don't dress like it, but I wanted my, my <laughs> name and reputation to be very professional still to this day. And, and oh. I mail out things that are very different, different shapes. I wish I had yeah. like a cool mailer well, here in front of me. I love that you say that too, because it's such a different approach than what I hear more often, um, where I, I'm hearing all the time where it's like, it's a numbers game, it's a numbers game, like get as many out as you possibly can, because it will funnel back in. Whereas I feel like you kind of took almost the opposite approach, where it's like every piece you poured into and made it very personal. And um, yeah, and, and you made each piece count because you sent out that and you got three listings. Yeah, three listing interviews, which I right. won. So re well, re remember, it's the, the, the most important skill set that I talk a lot about about the book is, is the ability to compete and win. If you don't have a great listing presentation, I like to say a powerful, a, a can't-lose listing presentation, if you don't have the confidence in yourself and having that skill set, then real estate's not very fun. You don't want to prospect. You don't want to say to somebody that says, hey, Jordan, you know, or we're we're probably going to end up going with, you know, Johnny Bravo over here. You know, we kind of promised it to him. If you don't have a great presentation yourself, you're not going to say, well, interview me. Let me show you what I do different. You know, the job of a realtor is to maximize the exposure of the home to get as many people as possible. And then who you have the most confidence in, in negotiating on your behalf and getting the buyer to make the commitment to buy your home. Who do you have the most confidence in? Just meet with me. Give me 30 minutes. Things like that. If you don't have confidence in yourself and right. your presentation, you're not even going to ask for that. And then real estate just kind of sucks. It's deal to deal. It's not a very fun, uh, predictable business at that T point. Totally. And I'm dying to know what your, could you like fill us in on what your dynamic listing presentation or like even the process, you know, you get the appointment, you know, you're at the door. Like, can you kind of walk us through what that looks like? Well, in all honesty, Shelby, that's a whole nother thing. That that's my <laughs> You're like, science. Got time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like to, for me to literally go through a presentation. But I'll go through. I'll give a, a few of uh, a few. Uh, just a I like to call couple it, tips. Yeah. Hey listeners, Aaron here. I just want to tell you about something I'm super, super excited about. You know, a couple months ago, I had a bunch of people in my office in Austin and I taught what I called my foreclosure masterclass. It was to teach investors how to make money with distressed real estate investing through foreclosures and other sorts of leads that are out there of people that are desperate to sell or need to sell and maybe they don't even know it yet and that process. Well, we had so much fun when people, everyone came to the office, so many people said they wanted to do it again. I recorded the class, it's now live and available for purchase. So if you're interested in learning about becoming an investor, learning about becoming an investor agent, being able to educate yourself uh, some more around foreclosures, about distressed real estate and how to get those, go to theforeclosuremasterclass.com, theforeclosuremasterclass.com. All right, back to the podcast. Again, that's the thing I'm most proud of. The, the one uh, skill set that I have the most confidence in for myself is that ability. I, I truly believe, Shelby, if a seller's going to interview me and three other real estate agents, I'm going to win. The only way I'm not going to win is if it's a real price discrepancy. But if it's okay. straight up having that seller have 
at the end of the interview process have the most confidence in who they truly think is the best realtor. I, I like to think I'm going to win that every time. And I think every realtor needs to have that. It's not arrogance. It's totally right. not that. I'm the most unarrogant guy in the world. It's purely you got to have that confidence because your confidence will come out in your tonality and your speech. My goal on every listing presentation, Shelby, is to have the seller not want to hire me, but to have them feel they need to hire me mm. to accomplish their goal. That's Love my that. goal. My presentation is also geared towards I want to answer every common question that we always get every day in my presentation. So at the end, when I could say, you know, thanks again for this opportunity to sit with you, interview for the job of working for you. Do you have any questions? My goal is to always have them say, no, in all honesty, you answered them all. And then I say, (laughs) so yeah. And then, and then one of my uh, strong closes is I want you to be as confident in me as I am in myself, that I am the best realtor, that I am the agent that's going to get you from, you know, A to Z and accomplish all your goals. Are you as confident in me as I'm in myself that I'm that guy? Then I stop talking. And then I hope to hear them say, yeah. And I say, let's rock and roll. Let's do this. You know, something like that. But I could picture and see that. So how can someone get good at that? How can someone get great? Because I love what you said. You have to want to compete. Like to actually succeed in real in real estate, you have to be excited about the fact that there's competition, but know you're going to win the competition. Whether that's writing an offer against ten other agents, whether that's like you know you know at, on the buyer side, or whether that's competing against ten other agents for the listing, having to want to compete is a mindset, is a thing that some agents don't actually think about because totally. because I think. So, there's some, when I'm buying houses, like if I'm buying off markets, I say, I don't like to compete. I like to buy a house from somebody that nobody else is making an offer on because as soon as I have to start competing, I'm not going to offer the best price or whatever because I'm not as great at that negotiation part. But you're going into these saying you have to love the competition and know that you're going to win. But how do people get good at that? Because you're obviously a pro now. And I love that you said there's a difference between like confidence and arrogance, right? And being able to say like, I'm confident that I'm the best guy for this job. Are you as confident as I am? But how can new agents get confident? What are there any resources out there that you know about, or ways like that you yourself got good at that listing presentation? I don't want to sound like a uh, like a car sales guy, but Aaron, I am really proud of my book. I can't wait to send you guys. I have seven chapters on where any new agent or any experienced agent. We go, we, we invest. And another thing, I, n- I never say spend money. When I say to a seller, I don't say I'm going to spend money on this or this. I say invest. It's an investment. I invest in myself. Unlike buying stocks and bonds where I have no control, I like to invest in my own ability to market and sell properties. So in my book, I literally have seven chapters on listing presentation. Because again, I think that's a, that's literally the most important. I have a lot of other stuff that I cover, a little bit on farming and and, and all that kind of stuff. But I really hit that. So I like to say that I, I kind of had to, when I was writing this thing, I had to come up with like what I call it. So I call it uh, like tools. There are tools in my toolbox that I will sit down and I break out every tool. And that talks about being an expert on photography. And we'll talk about that social media, print, whatever I do uh, to make me sound like, man, this guy gets it. Right. But the other thing I always go first. I know when I was trained in real estate 30 years ago, I was told, oh, you always want to go last. You always want to go last because you want to be the freshest voice, the freshest face. And, you know, they're probably tired of interviewing. And then, but what would happen is I would get that call and say, Jordan, you know, I hate to do this to you, but I'm going to cancel on you. I went ahead and listed with one of the other realtors. They were really good. 
you know, there's no need to waste another evening or a day, you know, interviewing more agents. Man, that would piss me off because, Aaron, I'm a very competitive guy. And nothing more frustrating than not even getting that at bat. Losing without getting the bat. Yeah. Yeah. So I push to try to go first. I want them to list with me and cancel everybody else. Also, when you have a great listing presentation, one of the benefits of it, I always give it. Even if it's a, a, a come list me where they call me on the phone and say, listen, Jordan, we're going with you. You know, you're the top guy in, in town or whatever. And, uh, you know, you don't have to. We're not talking to any other realtors. I'll still give my listing presentation because I think the better you give that, I, I still think sellers don't really understand everything that we do do. And I want them to go, man, I didn't realize, man, this guy is so good because I think I'm going to have better control through the whole escrow process. The more respect they have for me, the better control I'm going to have through the negotiations. And more important, I only talk about, I always talk about price at the very end because the more they respect me, the better I'm going to price that. And that came about, again, I was trained in the beginning to talk about price right in the beginning of the presentation because if you can't agree on price, why spend an hour on a presentation? That's why I was trained from a top trainer. But then I would do that and I would see that I'd walk away because they were illogical on their price. And I say, oh, okay, I'm not, no need to go through the whole presentation because, you know, they're not logical on the price. But then I'd see that house come on the market at the right price. And I'd go, fuck, man, how come they didn't listen to me? And I said, I didn't give them a reason to listen to me because I didn't give them my presentation. So I've evolved through the years where now, man, I give my presentation always. And then it's like, I, I like to say, if, if you were going in and you were talking to two doctors and one doctor was just amazing, had a good reputation, but he told you exactly what he's going to do in the surgery and you just had more confidence in him, you're going to go with that doctor. You're going to listen to him. You're going to do what, what he tells you to do. It's the same thing with here. You want to be right on point, man. So to backtrack and answer your question, there's, it's very scientific. Shelby, the listening presentation is very scientific from who you look at to, you know, the oh, husband or the wife. I love that. Yeah. Those are the things that wives. I like Yeah, in the words yeah. that you're using. Like, don't yeah. say, you know, say opportunity as like, dude, you're speaking my language. Yeah. It's, it's very scientific. <laughs> and, and I'm really passionate about that part of real estate because that's where money's made. Somebody's gotcha. gonna, so I'll, I'll tell you how I came about that. I told this story a couple of times, but I don't know. It's it's uh, if you don't mind me, I'll, I'll share how I became passionate about that. Yeah. So when I started in the business, I did everything my broker told me to do. I took my geographical farm. It really is about more like 150 to 200,000 was my, my price. And I did everything. I was young. I was straight out of college. I squeaked by college. I graduated at 2.05. And that's only because I was a good cheater. I have Congrats. ADD. Yeah, I was a <laughs> shitty student, you know. But but I uh, went into real estate because, uh, you know, didn't take a college, you know, even though I graduated, it didn't take much. To, it still really doesn't to become a realtor. That's why there's 2 million of us because it only takes a few weeks to get your license, right? So there's, there's a lot of real estate agents out there, right? Totally. So, yeah. So what I did was I did everything he told me to do. So I took my geographical farm in this area called Conogo Park and I door knocked and I mailed and I did, you know, contests, turkey giveaways you know, potato chip clips with my name on it, you know, all that kind of corny shit that we did 30 years ago. And then I actually got my first two listing appointments. And both of these appointments were about $200,000 homes. Everything was 6% in those days. So that would have been six grand a piece. Shelby, six grand would have doubled my net worth if I had gotten that. I'd been <laughs> home with my parents. 
And I went on these two listings and I failed at them and I lost both of them. And I said, what the fuck? Like, mm. how did that happen? I didn't even, I wasn't prepared. I didn't, I just went in there and did what I was ta- told to do, which was talk about comps, talk about the company I worked for. And that was really it. That's the way I was trained to do it. Right. So when I failed those, it hit me and they were priced right. The other realtor won. And I go, there's got to be a better way. I got to reverse it's, this. Yeah. I got to be able to make it where I could walk in and win. So I started uh, creating a presentation and then I practiced it. I practiced every, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife of 30 years, but she was my girlfriend at that time. I literally committed to not even uh, watch TV for six months. I said, if I'm going to do this for a living, I was like 23, probably about 24 at this time. I said, I don't want to be uncomfortable ever again. I don't want to walk in in front of a seller and not have confidence. So I practiced my shit all day, every day. And she literally would role play with me on my presentation for six months. And then real estate became fun because then I knew what I was saying. I thought outside of the box, how can I say this, this, and this, and pop, 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 pop. Yeah. And all of those details, those are all captured in your book, right? The agent's edge. Okay, perfect. Okay. And again, it's the agent's edge. (laughs) Secret strategies to win listings and make your fortune selling real estate, um, which I'm really excited to um, get a copy of and read. But I have have a couple more questions for you, if that's okay. So you, in the beginning, you were talking about how you did the direct mail in the neighborhoods. And then, you know, this is 30 years later and you have 527,000 followers on social media. So uh, with that, is social media now your lead gen strategy? Are you still selling or still sending direct mail or what does your lead gen look at this point? Or is it just all word of mouth? By the way, I just learned that term, lead gen. And I'm oh. like, what's that other one that they, they CDM or CRM? Or, CRM, yeah. yeah. I, I don't yeah. do any of that shit. 2023, welcome to you. I'm a dinosaur, <laughs> man. But no, my, my, yeah, but my, my, my two, my best lead gen is still mm-hmm. geographical farming. Like, you oh, know, okay. and, and I market myself in two areas, one called North Ranch, Lake Sherwood, and I also in an area called Hidden Hills and Calabasas. I market myself there. So that's still the bulk of my business. But yeah, I get a ton of business. Instagram has changed my life. It's yeah, amazing. It's my. Have you been life. on it since forever? Like yeah, since it yeah, came all out. Myself. Yeah, I don't have a uh, like a, a social media manager or anything like oh that. Gosh. You know, I do it all myself. But I, uh, it's uh, Instagram is not only a phenomenal marketing tool, right? Because you can expose totally. your so many people. Yeah, it's a phenomenal listing tool if you say the right things. So I'll, I'll give you like you asked me earlier, like what's some of my stuff, right? So <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you my uh, my good strategy on how to use Instagram to win listings. Hey guys, a quick commercial break here, but don't worry, this one is only going to run for the next two or three episodes. I talk so much about the mastermind; it's one of my passions. Getting everybody to come hang out in Austin where I get to meet you guys. Well, we just had it you know, a few weeks ago and we decided for next year we were gonna do pre-sales. We're only selling 70 tickets total for the whole country and that way we keep it nice and small where everybody meets everybody and the end of it, it's like a big giant family. Well, we put out the pre-sales last week and in the during the pre-sales we sold more than 60 tickets. So there's less than 10 spots left. 
10 spots left if you want to join us for the mastermind for next year. We're putting the date so far out there. You've got no excuses um, to be able to know that the date works. You can put it in your calendar now. And we also set up a payment plan for people to break it up into four easy payments. So if you're one of those people that have thought about going to the mastermind, have never pulled the trigger, now's the time. And it's for it's for March for next year. But you got to go sign up now if you want that spot. I don't like selling. I don't like advertising. So we figured we would knock it out quickly. We'd knock it out you know, this first couple weeks in April for next year. So instead of working on that, we're going to focus on value. If you do join the mastermind, you get to be a uh, join part of our private Facebook group where we do monthly Zoom calls, where we do tactics on those calls. They're really small. There's like, you know, between 10 and 20 people on those. So you get to ask lots of questions and learn from experts. So if you are interested in signing up, go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward slash mastermind real estate rockstars network.com forward slash mastermind go lock in your ticket we have less than 10 spots left you can break it up into four payments so that way it is much easier to to be sure to join and i promise you it is the least expensive mastermind out there for the type of stuff that we're doing you know the go abundance masterminds that i talk about that i'm a part of cost five times what we do for this and i try to deliver twice as much value all right back to the podcast when you have 527,000 followers, yeah. to me, it's like a gift. <laughs> but okay, yeah. let's hear Oh, no, but Shelby, no, no, that, that has nothing to do with it. So l- okay. l- let me, I appreciate you saying that, but but I'll tell you some really good strategic language. So okay. a lot of times the win comes when, when realtors, we all kind of, even if we all do the same thing, but how you explain it to a seller in a listing interview to A, sound good, and to sound like the guy that they have the most confidence in, right? So that's one of my tools is, is Instagram. So I'm able to say to a seller, I, I came up with this because rather than just say, you know, I'm going to put your home on my Instagram and I have X amount of followers, 500,000 followers. I don't think a lot yeah. of people care so much about that. What they want to hear is how that's going to benefit them, right? How is sure. that going to benefit me? Tell so me. I'll say something to this effect. I'll say, uh, Mr. So the job of an agent is to maximize the exposure of the property. It gives many people as possible become aware of your property. And one of the ways I'm able to do that is through Instagram. But as any of the other, I'm sure all the other realtors talk to you a little bit about putting their home on the Instagram. And they'll say, yeah, yeah. And I'll say, but let me, has anybody really explained to you the benefit of it? Let me, let me go ahead and do that. So this is, I thought of, I'm always thinking and trying to create different things to be able to say in an interview presentation. Yeah. So the way that I put it, and I'll give the example that I give in the town that I work, because I've said this so many times, so it's a second nature for me. But I, I, let's say I'm on a listing interview in Westlake Village, which is my main farm. Westlake Village is about 10 minutes further car ride than Hidden Hills or Calabasas. So you're following the story? So I'll mm-hmm. say, Mr. Seller, let me tell you one of the benefits. Oh, so the other thing I say is I say, I say Mr. Seller, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about the internet. I think that's a given. No matter who you list with, someone's gonna, they're going to pull your home. It's an automatic pull. Your home will be on Zillow. It will be on Trulia. It will be on Realtor.com. I'm sure you're aware of that. They say, yeah. I say, so a lot of realtors that's just going to come in and talk about the internet. That's not me. Of course, you're going to be on the internet. For sure. I go, but in our short little period of time that I have with you today, I want to talk about the things I do bigger, better, and different, or in addition to that. Fair enough. And they say, yes. Yes. And right there, I kind of opened their eyes a little bit because I know my colleagues and competitors talk a whole lot about the internet, right? So I kind of want them to hear that. But now like, whoa, what is this guy going to do different, right? So then I'll say, let me tell you the benefit of Instagram. And I'll say, if you're searching for a home 
in Westlake Village on the internet all day, every day, and you're on Zillow, people are going to find your home, no matter who you list with, right? But let me tell you the power of print marketing and the power of social media. Let's say you're searching for a home in Calabasas or Hidden Hills, and you're typing in that zip code, and that's in your mind. You're thinking, I want to be in Hidden Hills or Calabasas. But then all of a sudden, you open your phone, and you see your house. You see that single story that you have. You see that single story with the pool and the view that you have. And then they see that, or somebody they know sees that, or their realtor sees that, or their friend's daughter sees that. And then they say, holy shit, Jim, look at that house. Isn't that exactly what you're looking for? And at that moment, I'll say what the, what the house is that I'm interviewing for. Let's say I'm interviewing for a single story with a view. And then uh -huh. I'll say, Jim, aren't you looking for a single story with a view? You realize that is in Westlake Village, it's only 10 minutes further. And it's less yeah. money and the weather's better. And then and then can you see the benefit that uh, somebody like me that's going to expose this somebody might not even be looking in Westlake. I right. know this story and I say it with confidence. This is how I know this works because I sell homes every year this way. And they go, yeah. I go, so that's the power of social media that I can yeah. list your home and expose it to people that might not even be looking in your neighborhood or totally. might not even be looking for a home. Let me explain that. We all see buyers that say, you know, I'm not looking every day, but if I saw a single story with a view and a pool in a grassy area, you could I'm convince a buyer. me. That's, yeah, yeah you my, could. It, that makes sense. Was, that's, I mean, that's so powerful. Yeah, your Instagram page, just in general, like it's still, and it's so cool to know that you started at the very beginning and stayed consistent and do it all yourself because yep. there's so many people who are listening to this. It's like, I want 527,000, you know, but you know, it's the consistency over a long period of time. I have, an, I have another quick question and then I yep. think, um, I'll let, I'll let Aaron <laughs> jump in here too. But, um, you mentioned before that there was, um, you were, used to have 6%. You know, back in the two when you were selling that home, those homes you were going for for two hundred thousand dollars. I am so curious: is what is the percent? What does the the commission look like on these million bajillion ha dollar houses? Uh, well, I'm very proud that I'm not a discount agent. If you give a great presentation and you're a great realtor, you don't need to be a discount agent. I sure. talk about commission at the very end. If they're even 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 if I'm asked, sometimes I'm not even asked, but if I'm asked at the end. Uh, yeah. I want them to hear everything that I do for them. So sure. it's, I know I'm going to have more strength in negotiating my commission. But the average commission for me is 5%. If I represent both sides, it's 4 But it's how you present that. Okay. Gotcha. So and that's now, is that three for you, two for the buyer's agent? Nope, nope, nope. Two and a half oh. and two and a half. And, um, but that's oh, my average. I can't. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> Math <okay>. is hard. <laughs> yeah. So that that's my average commission would be uh, 5%. It, but it's even that's difficult sometimes, like not difficult, but you have to present that. I'll, I'll give you that language because uh, Aaron had said earlier to try to give things that people can take away right away. Right. So one of the things that I get asked a lot is how do I protect my commission at any sure. price point? So I'll, I'll kind of give you if you're OK with that, I'll give you like how I say it. You want, you want me? Yeah. OK, so I'll say if I give a great presentation, remember, my goal is to have them need me, not want me. Big difference. Have them want me, but actually feel like, hey, man, we need this guy to get our price or more. Notice I'm not saying fair market value. Everybody wants more than fair market value. So I yeah. always say, I'll say that right to their face. I go, I'm not going to be like the fair market guy. I, I want to get your price or more, right? I'm always wow. trying to think 
again, try to think a little bit ahead. So, can you guys hear me right now? I don't know if yeah. I lost you guys. You're okay, good. cool. Yeah, you're good. So, okay, so I'll say, so if I'm asked at the end, oh, Jordan, man, amazing. Thank you. You're going to put my home here. You're going to do this. You're going to do the social media. You're going to do the print. You're going to do blah, 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 blah. And man, you, you're sharp and polished. We, we want to hire you. By the way, Jordan, I have to ask you this. What's the commission? So at that point, how you answer that will determine what your commission's going to be. And the edge of my seat. Yes. Yeah, well, if you say at that point, <laughs> well, well, the commission's negotiable, you're going to negotiate it. Yeah. I'm just telling you. If you, if you uh, say it without a lot of confidence, you're going to be discounting. You're going to be kicking it. So the way I like sure. to say it is I say, and the tonality is very important here. So what I say is I say, Mr. So that's a great question. I don't blame you for asking. I would do the same thing. I want them to feel comfortable to ask and not be embarrassed to ask, I'll say. But Mr. Seller, the commission structure is this, and I'll, and I'll say it the way I say it. I say, the commission is 5%, 2.5% to the buyer's agent, and then 2.5% to me, which is what I earn. And then if I represent both sides, which I do all the time, I'm happy to adjust to 4%. You save money, I make a bonus, we're both happy. So it's real important the way I said that. I say 5% really quickly. I want them to hear it. You listen to it, but I want them to really hear the two and a half. So I'll say 5%, 2.5% to me. I mean, 5%. 2.5% to the buyer's agent, 2.5% mm -hmm. to me. I want them to really listen to that 25 because it's easier to uh, swallow that versus yeah, five. Than a five. Uh, so yeah. We're talking a $5 million home now. You know, right. I'm doing the math over here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, then at the end, I'll say, however, Mr. Seller, if I represent both sides, which I do all the time, which I do do all the time, by the way, I'm happy to bring it to 4%. You save money. I make a bonus. We both win. And then my goal is to have them say, wow, that's great. Thank you for that. I hope you do sell it yourself. So you might ask, why do I even go from five to four? It's to protect my two and a half. I like to end my little speech. With save, you save money, yeah. I make a bonus. We're both we both win. Then it's pretty hard to start getting into my two and a half at that point. That, that's the way that I do it. All I can do is be honest with you today and tell you exactly yeah. what I do and say. Real estate is every aspect of it, from how to properly do open houses to get listings, not to pick up buyers. How to protect your commission. How to win in an interview. How to prospect. How to cold call. How to far. It's so scientific. And then if you become great at it, not just yeah. nice and social and, you know, complimentary of their ugly drapes, not just that kind <laughs> of shit, but if you're actually a scientific, great, well-rehearsed yeah. professional real estate agent, the sky's the limit. It's a really fun job and we could get paid very well to do it. The totally. realtors that struggle and most do, right? There's that, they say that 10% make the most money or whatever is, uh, it's, it's more than just, you know, I know a lot of people or I'm very connected or my yeah. parents own a beauty salon and I'm going to get all those people. There's so much more to it, to being able to, uh, you know, really have longevity in the business. I have a not question. all of them are lucky enough to be on a reality TV, right? Shelby, not <laughs> all of us are lucky enough to do that and get those calls. So absolutely. It's, it's uh, potatoes agents like me that got to grind. You've got to grind it out. Okay, so speaking of the grind and speaking of longevity, so you've been doing this for 33 years. 
and you are still incredibly high energy. (laughs) So what is like the way ahead look for you? I know you're not a coach, you're not a team um, leader. So like, do you plan on just continuing to sell and then handing your business over to someone or like, what does the future look like? I have no idea. I'm not a team. I'm not a business because I'm a shitty businessman. You got to know your strengths and your weaknesses, Shelby. I'm not a good business guy. So a lot of realtors go, I'm going to be a team. I'm the CEO of the Jordan Cohen group. You know, you get caught up in that. Yeah. You spend focus and time on that. I'm not good at that. What I am good at is interviewing, winning, Mm -hmm. marketing, negotiation, and being a really good realtor. I'm not a good businessman. If I was, I would own my own company. I would have done that 25 years ago. So I know my strengths and my weaknesses. So Again, I'm I'm just not good sense. at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm I'm not good at delegation. Like both yeah. my assistants are amazing. They know their job. I don't even know how to do their job. Like they're amazing <laughs> at their job. I don't micromanage them. Right. And I like to think I'm I'm good at what I do. Uh, what's my future? Try to make as much money as I can and hang it up someday. I don't really know how to sell my book or my business. I don't know about any of that. But I'm yeah. I'm in I'm in full mo you know focus mode. Because for I the for the foreseeable future, yeah. for like until yeah. and how old are you, may I ask? Fifty six. Fifty six. So, uh, yeah. So you got thirty three more years in you, at least. Oh, fuck no! I, I'm very <laughs> follically blessed. I I get it. Like my mom's eighty seven and still has black hair. Like ninety percent. I, I got good hair for fifty six. I get that. But no, in in truth. It was when my kids were little and playing sports and everything, I didn't work as hard as I do now. So right now, I, I wanted to be uh, active with them. So I wanted to coach everything and pop up, you know, be everything super parent the best I could at that for those 10 years. So I made enough money to go on nice vacations and survive. But I knew even then that I was going to kick it in the high gear yeah. once they're out. So I'm an empty nester now, just my wife and I. So I now is my uh, money making for my final chapter of life which will be retirement. So maybe five, six years. Gotcha. Totally makes sense. Um, And so just as we get to the end of the podcast here, another uh, question for you is what's the one piece of advice that you would give agents to drastically increase their sales? That's the easiest question of the day. (laughs) Okay, great. to, To take advantage of every situation. If you don't have, again, I don't mean to keep harping on this and I do harp on it. Uh, Ask yourself, if you're a new agent, do I have a great listening interview? Meaning, besides talking about comps and the company I work for, which doesn't matter, besides those, and you have to have language for that, by the way, you have to have language to overcome whatever company you work for, but which I have, I give that in the book, but because remember, I started as an independent company and everything, so I had to have language for that, which I, I, I'm proud of that language. And then, but if you, if you don't have the confidence in yourself, to where you could literally look in the mirror and say, man, I'm great at this. I'm going to win every time. Then make yourself great at this. Practice in, in your office. Get another Love young that. realtor. Get somebody else and, and create a presentation. Or read my book five times. Highlight <laughs> it and try to pick. I'm not even kidding when I say that either. That's the funny part. Like take some of the stuff that don't reinvent the wheel. What right. I do works. So take some of the shit that I do. Practice it all day, every day. Use the same language. And then you will be better. You will be a better real estate agent. And then real estate becomes fun. So the lead generation to me would be very depressing. Like I was depressed when I failed on my first two listing interviews. Sure. Be very depressing if you weren't great. And then if you don't have any confidence, you could always bring in another agent or whatever. But why split if you don't have to? Just spend the time necessary to become really good. 
For sure. And this is a really great segue into tell us where a little bit about your book and where people can find it and also where they can find you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for letting <laughs> me do that. I appreciate that. So I'll tell you how it came about. Hey, real estate rock stars. We only have a few minutes left in this episode, but before we get to the grand finale, I just wanted to say, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You know, podcasts are obviously free. You don't have to pay to listen to the podcast. But if you could pay one thing, if I could charge you one thing to listen to this podcast, what I would ask you to do is go, please make a review. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on YouTube or on Apple or Android, wherever you listen to podcasts and go give me a review of the podcast. I read them. I listen to them. I try to make adjustments. You know, a couple of years ago, I had a ton of bad reviews on the sound quality or the number of advertisements, things like that. And I've really tried to dial in to add value for all of you guys. So please, please, please go do a review. If you want to get a, a copy of the toolbox of the stuff that you know, everybody that comes on the show, they give us some tactics. They give us something that we put in what we call our toolbox. And so to get that, you go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com. When you get there, click on the, the toolbox and you get access to the free gift that every person that we interview on the episode provides. There's things like you know, uh, listing tactics, how to do a presentation, you know, how to do a newsletter, all sorts of cool, fun stuff. And if you want to talk to me, go find me on Instagram at Aaron Amuchastegui. Ask me a question. I talk to so many of you guys on there. All right, back to the show. Thanks again for being a listener. So I, I represented a agent from CAA, Creative Artists Agency, and I sold him a big home in the town that I, I live and work in called North Ranch area of Westlake Village. And then when I sold him that, then I sold his other home in the Hollywood Hills, a big movie agent. He said, hey, man, dude, you're so good at this. You ought to write a book. You ever thought about that? And I go, I actually have because yeah. I thought about it for a long time, you know, and he goes, he goes, can I connect you with one of our literary Ooh, Hell yeah. so, so, so I did. So I zoomed with an agent from CAA and then he said he'd like to represent me. And Shelby, make no mistake. All I do is sell real estate. I don't try to be anything different than that. I'm not a CEO of anything, right? I sell real estate. So at that moment when he said he wanted to represent me, man, I was a huge win for me. I couldn't wait to tell my wife I have an agent. Like it was like this badass fucking thing, right? Then you do a uh, treatment, what the book would look like. And I did that. And then he sent it out and I had a bunch of offers on it. And I went with HarperCollins leadership, which was so cool. Uh, amazing. And then, yeah. okay, it's, it's game time now. So at that moment, once I got the book deal, I made a commitment to myself and the publisher that I was going to give it all, man. I was going to write a real good, it's not a motivation book. Shelby, okay. I don't tell anybody to exercise. I don't tell you to do a vision board. I don't tell you to... <laughs> Give yourself daily affirmations. Or yeah, none of that things. shit. None of that shit. This isn't a energy book. It's nothing like that. This okay. is a how to, it's not a book for Tactical. car salesmen or, you know, washing machine salesmen. This is a book for real estate agents. Gotcha. And it will be to make, my goal is to have every realtor that reads it, almost like a seminar format in a book yeah. for 28 bucks, you're getting a lot. And is to make every realtor that reads the book a better real estate agent. And I tell some good celeb stories, you know, because I've, I've ripped a lot of them. So, so, but not in yeah. a celebrity real estate book format. It's a uh, how I got them, how 
if you do certain things, you could get some high profile people. So I kind of tell that kind of stuff too. So you're hooking me right now. Cause now I'm yeah. like, damn dude, like no more $30,000 houses. Like I want the professional, <laughs> you know, like the movie yeah. stars. I'm gonna be like you when I grow up, Jordan. I didn't even know there were $30,000 houses, Shelby. Where I want to go. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was buying them up though. I do investing too. So now they're they're rentals, (laughs) but this is not about me. I'm in, uh, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina now, but my portfolio is in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And Aaron is in Austin, Texas. So that's a little bit about your book and where can people find it? Uh, W. Well, it's, it's everywhere, right? On it's the everywhere. Okay. They and just I just saw it yesterday. Yeah, okay. yesterday was very exciting. It was. I went to the Barnes and Noble, and it was there. Man. Oh was, my god, dude, man, that's like, awesome. Mind, mind blown. But uh, <laughs> if you go on www.jordancohen.com forward slash book, it'll take you right there. And I'd be uh, a very um, honored and humbled for anybody to to that has interest in in reading my book to do that. I can't, I'm very grateful for that. So it's kind of amazing to me that I've gotten such good uh, feedback. It's like a you know, number one bestseller on Amazon yeah. in a few categories. And I can't even tell you what a, what a mind blow that is for, you know, a guy that just sells real estate. So it's like unbelievable to me. I'm not on TV Super. show or anything like that. So, but www.jordancohen.com forward slash book. I think everybody will be glad that that buys it. I don't think anybody will be go, wow, that was a waste of money. I don't think anybody will say that. Yeah, I doubt it too. Especially like, I think everyone out there wants to sell 300 million in, in, <laughs> in um, yeah, business annually. And also guys, you can find him on Instagram.com slash Jordan Cohen one. Uh, go check Jordan out. Cohen, I was, the number one. Yeah. The number one. Yeah. I was stalking you before this and um, we're friends now. I, I, well, I friended you. <laughs> hey, we're BFFs. We're BFFs. Go on my page right now. My boy, Brett Michaels from Poison, the rock and okay. roll icon, yeah. gave me a whole shout out today on Instagram Dude, about my book. Sick. That was badass. Oh, yeah. Dude, so cool. Boy, Love Brett. it. Brett's an icon, right? He's a legend. Legend. Rock and roll. And the coolest guy ever. In fact, I, I t- uh, tell the story how I met him. It's a very usable story for realtors. And I tell the story about him in the book. So he actually gave me a cool testimony. See he's actually on hook. the back. He's on You're the back us. cover. Yeah, he, Love it. Yeah. Okay. So we got a little bit about your story. We got about your book. We know where to find you. Any last words for the real estate agents listening? Uh Work hard. Thank you for for spending this uh, 45 minutes of your day listening to me. I'm very uh, humbled by that. Anybody would want to spend 45 minutes listening to me. And uh, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And thank you guys for having me. Thank you. I'm so sincere about that. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.